Blog Talk oh. Radio. That's good crank. can finally play the game. Just kind of 
make it as close as you can and hope one of them doesn't do well or hope one of them kind of bows out. Um, kind of a quiet deadline, kind of like it normally is. Uh, it's almost like the baseball deadline where everybody gets so psyched and so ready for it and then nothing happens. Or even more, the football deadline where everybody starts yeah. discussing trades and then nobody ever gets traded, ever. Right. Exactly. You know, so I, I've gotten to the point where I'm where I'm over the whole trading deadline thing. Maybe it's just because I'm a Hawks fan and we don't ever do anything. But you know, that's my two cents. Yeah, and and the thing about that is also that with the salary cap getting ready to jump up uh, within the, the next two years, I don't think anybody wanted to make a dumb move to you know hamstring themselves to where they can make a run because everybody has this fascination that Kevin Durant's going to opt out and come to them, which is a fallacy but they're trying to keep themselves as, you know, lush with, uh, with cash space as possible, I think is a, a big reason for that as well. But I totally agree. I think this is just more for depth and to be able to play that small ball against Golden State and to have them at, against those bench units against Golden State as well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't think there was really a lot to it. Uh, but I do want to talk about Atlanta. And I know you're a Hawks fan. You know, we live here in the ATL. When I don't understand, you know, Shelvin Mack out, and, and Shelvin Mack has gone on just just to become a starter for Utah and, and, and probably going to help them make the uh, probably the AC in the West to get destroyed by Golden State, but still make the playoffs, which is progress for them. I don't understand Atlanta. The only thing that I can say is they're going to max out Al Horford, and I think that's a mistake. Right, if you don't deal him, but if you don't deal him, you know, I, and I think they manufactured a lot of those leads about Jeff Teague going. You know, they tried to take Jeff Teague to Milwaukee for Chris Middleton. Uh, we heard about the one with Oladipo in uh, in Orlando, and I wonder how much credence now there was really to that Burke and Burke deal for Utah as well. So, I, I, oh I, no, I'm not those sure deals were those deals were real deals. The problem, what held them up, was Atlanta insisting on a first round pick as well as the players. Also, I don't know if you heard about this. I just found out about this today. Apparently, there was a deal with the Sixers that just got nicked. Yeah. Um, for Dennis Schroeder, involving the Heat's first-round pick, Ish Smith, and Nick Stauskas, and the Hawks declined. Yes, yeah, I think the one they want to keep is Schroeder, and, and I think they want to give up Teague. I think it's the issue there. They don't want to give up Schroeder. They want to give up Teague. Uh, but he's not got the upside that people see now that I think they Schroeder no, does. he's 28. But, <clears throat> but he plays better defense as well. I mean, I, that's all, I'm just thinking about it from an Atlanta point of view, the Hawks' brain trust. I'm not necessarily saying it's right. Well, I'm just going from that has to be their thinking. Call it a brain like, this trust, is the one. <laughs> this has to be the person they want to keep, as opposed to wanting to get one they want to get rid of. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Horford? Because if you don't trade him, and you know, and I know you get the extra year uh, to give him, to, and he can get the raises and make the most money in Atlanta. Uh, unless he's told them I'm going to resign here, and they've offered him the max, I just don't know. What else you would do at the deadline besides deal him, uh, especially with that Boston package? We got a lot of young assets back, and probably they probably could have got the Nets uh, first round pick out of that uh, as well. I, I'm, I'm not sure what, what's going on with Al Horford. Well, I've got this sneaking suspicion and this fear that they're going to max Horford. Um, mm-hmm. If they do, <clears throat> they're just going to put themselves right back in the hole they were with Joe Johnson, and they're going to be worse because while Al's a good mm-hmm. player. He's not even as good as Joe Johnson was when you maxed Joe. At least at the point when you maxed Joe, he truly was one of the top ten players in the NBA at that time. And, yes, he was on the downside of his career. He didn't have anything around him and all that good stuff. Um, 
there is still the outside possibility that they could do a sign and trade with Horford. I don't really see yeah. it happening because the Hawks just – they've never been good at trading, ever, from the time we traded Neek for Danny Manning. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just one of these yeah. things. The Hawks take a step forward, and then they jump back five. And not only that, when you max Horford, now you're going to have Horford making $30 million a year. You're going to have Millsap making 20 a year. So, yeah, the salary cap jumps up to 130 but now you got $50 million and two mid-level guys who are nothing more than complimentary pieces. And you're still too good to get a lottery pick, not good enough to actually contend. So I, I don't know what they're doing. I think it's just something to pull over on Atlanta fans and just stay relevant, and I'm using that in air quotes, and do the whole Atlanta <laughs> Hawks cliche of make the playoffs. It's like that stupid Georgia Tech bowl streak that everybody was talking about. Ooh, we've been to 18 straight bowls. Or, ooh, we've been in the playoffs every year. For, we've got the longest playoff streak out of any NBA team. I don't care about that. Why don't you tell me how many times you made it out of the second round? Right. How many titles do you have? Yeah, that, I, I, I agree. But I, like we talked about last week, I think that's exactly where they are because they're already fourth in the pecking order and they don't want to fall down any further. you got them you know, behind Georgia softball. Uh, if they get any worse, so I, I, it just is. It, it, it's tough. I'm not a Hawks fan, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure for the Hawks fan here in Atlanta, watching that, you know, buzz of everything that was supposed to go on, and you swap Mac out for Kirk Heinrich, and that's your big move. I, that, like start I said, calling him Coach Bud, start calling him Coach Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just great coach I don't, I don't. until he started having all the power, and he's ruining his own good coaching name with these garbage GM moves. This has not been yeah. a good year for GM Bud. No, and and again, I think that's too much for one person to have. I think there's a very select few of people in history that can get away with being a GM Belichick, and a coach. Parcells and um, Carroll, and then yeah. um, and what's his name over in San Antonio, Popovich. That's it. Pat Riley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, look, look who you just named. Outside of Pete Carroll, exactly. on his second time the through, you talking the about best. Is, exactly. Exactly. All right, so I, I, I want you to make sure you know you get your, your blood pressure back down. We're going to get off off the Hawks uh-huh. and transition a little bit into uh, <laughs> some NFL news. And when I saw this move by the Rams, I immediately thought about the about the Falcons. Um, I, I was surprised, but, you know, they're trying to save some money against the cap. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams cutting uh, Long, Laurinaitis, and Cook. And I'm looking at all three of those players at all the need positions for the Falcons, and I would just want to kick it to you. Do you think there's any uh, trail left on any of those tires of those guys where Atlanta should look into it possibly bringing them in? First things first, Jared Cook, workout warrior, as athletic as any tight end you're ever going to see. No thank you. He has burned okay. both teams he's been on. Inconsistent hands, can't block, no effort, horrible attitude, bad locker room guy. Um, if it had just been Tennessee – Okay, if it had just been one or two years in St. Louis, okay, but it's been every year in both places, so no thank you. Uh, Laurinaitis, no thank you. Um, Sorry, I know he's your Buckeye boy, but uh, very limited athleticism. He's a a two-down back. He's a sure tackler, which is good, but he's got no range, and for being a two-down backer, he doesn't offer enough thump or enough playmaking ability. He's only forced two fumbles in his entire career. And you got to have more than that out of your middle linebacker, especially on a team as devoid of talent as the Falcons. Chris Long is where it gets interesting. He is a walking injury. Um, yeah. 
for him, it's going to come down to price tag. Because if he's healthy, I think he still has enough left in the tank for two good years, maybe another decent year. And he is better than anything he's got right now. Hopefully, Vic Beasley makes a big second-year jump, but you can't ever bank on that. And I'm not a big, firm believer in Vic Beasley. Um, it's all going to come down to price. If he's in that $5 million range, maybe I'll do a three-year deal. But any more than that, I, I don't think so. I think OCU Manura is too soon in these Falcons' minds. I don't think they'll do that again. Uh, I would. This might be one that I just let somebody else take the hit and really see how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I would agree on a piece of that. Yeah, I think Laurinaitis is, is, is on the downside of it. Um, of it, but I think with, I think the same thing with Cook, though. I mean, it, it depends on how strong um, Quinn has a, a hold on that locker room and the leadership in Atlanta. Because for, for everything that you just said, they need somebody in tight end to help uh, right Ryan over the middle, uh, and it's not going to be never produced. Yeah, but if you look at it in terms of Sam Bradford couldn't stay healthy in St. Louis and Case Keenum, so I'm going to give him a pass in terms also of – I'm sure there were times where he was open and he didn't get the ball in St. Louis because he just had a terrible quarterback. And he's got – Matt Ryan's a huge upgrade for him. I wouldn't break the bank for him or long, but I, I might kick the tires and see what you're talking about um, because they're, like they're said, million, both I'll upgrades take. with Jeff. Yeah, it was so sad, but but as far as tight end targets, yeah. he's probably number three or four on my list. Probably number four. But in terms of bank for the buck, right? Um, we we talked about four. Green and San Diego. Yeah, but you're gonna have to pay yeah. more money for those other guys, more than likely. So I'm I'll, talking I'll about pay six million for Green. Exactly, but you have so many holes to fill. If you can get Cook for two and spread that four million across something else, would you would you rather do that as opposed to giving Green for six? No, nah, I'd still do six for Green. Okay, fair enough. I do. I do two or three for Dwayne Allen before I go with Jared Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I have them both rated higher than him. I'm just saying in terms of you know, in terms of of cost and opportunity uh, piece of it, and how far if anyone comes to Atlanta. Yeah, and somebody will take the risk. I could see somebody like the Patriots doing that. That seems like a Patriots move, and they're always at the yeah. best when they can run those two tight end sets. Um, without yeah. him having to be a main feature, I could see him flexing out because he's really just an awful blocker. Uh, I could see the Patriots making a move like that. Maybe somebody like Oakland, um, although they're kind of cleaning up a little bit, so I don't know. But I could see a team like that who's really just needs kind of an athletic over-the-middle presence. I could see that happening for somebody else. Yeah, fair enough. It's just that, you know, being here, and I, I want the Falcons to do well. When I saw the three of those acquisitions of need for the Falcons, I figured, you know, it'd be good something to talk about. Um, well, maybe it'll dilute the market. Somebody else will spend some extra money. Exactly, and it may free up somebody else. Um, exactly. Our word out, of word out of Indianapolis is that uh, Andre Johnson is one and done there, even though he signed a three-year deal. Um, do you think he's done? Should he retire? Yeah, I think Andre Johnson yeah. was done. I think the Texans noticed it. Um, he just doesn't have the burst, and he wasn't a guy who was ever blazing fast anyway. He was, he was quick, but uh, for a guy like that who's that big um, – to lose what little bit of speed you have, it's, you really noticed it in the separation ability. Uh, he's really no higher than third on a depth chart. And I know Indianapolis is pretty stacked with receivers, but Andre Johnson mm-hmm. had such a good career. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of seeing Hall of Fame guys go out on such a downward note. Like, for me, the thing with Andre would have been if he would have just retired a Texan, the story would have written itself. I mean, nobody needs to see – the, the last year that was in Indianapolis. I mean, I want to remember him as being 
the best player that nobody talked about. I mean, for years, this guy yeah. was right there with Calvin. I mean, Calvin took Andre's mantle as best receiver in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a monster, for lack of a better word. And uh, the injuries just caught up to him. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, but you know it's the same thing. And even we talked Jerry Rice just bounce around. Um, and you'd be surprised at the number of teams he played for by the end. You're like, you know, you hate to see that happen with a, with yeah. a great, not the Andre Johnson, Jerry Rice. But, you know, he was fabulous for a good stretch of time there. Um, and I think it also really hurt him that he didn't have Andrew Luck healthy uh, for the whole season. I, I, if Andrew Luck is healthy for the whole season and, and he's, you know, he's got that focus on T.Y. going down on the field, I totally agree. Andre doesn't have the separation anymore, but maybe it opens up a little bit for him. But, you know, I, I, I agree. I think he should just go ahead and, and hang it up. But once you hang it up, it's hard to come back, so it's hard for me to tell somebody to let it go when they feel like they can still play. Uh, but I, I, I agree. I, I think he should just go ahead and, 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 and retire. I, you know, his best days are clearly behind him. I mean, what does he have um, to gain by coming back? He's just chasing the ring. That's what. That's all he's doing right now is chasing the ring. And Indianapolis was the chick pick, you know, before the season started when he got there and Gore and Luck, and then you got, you know, Allen and uh, the other tight end just, just drew a blank on him from Stanford, you know, and, and you got T.Y. You yeah. have all these weapons, right? Cleaner, there you go. Um, they, they were just, a, a, you know, he was chasing the ring, and he thought they could, they could get through, um, and it just didn't work out, especially with Luck getting hurt. So at, at this point, he's just chasing the rings pretty much. Um so, move on a little bit. Uh, Kaepernick. Uh, San Francisco GM come out today and said they are going to guarantee his 16, 2016 salary and he will be on the roster to compete with Gabbard. Um, do you think that's a good move by San Francisco? Or do you think no, they should cut bait and go move on? Horrible move. I mean, <laughs> the $16 million that you're going to be on the books for, for a quarterback that can't throw the ball, runs into more sacks than any other quarterback who's really only good in a straight line and throwing a fastball. Um, there, there's absolutely no fit in the Chip Kelly scheme because he has no short accuracy and he has no touch. Um, it's it's going to be embarrassing. Blaine Gabbert's going to beat him out again, and the 49ers are going to try to trade him. But when he loses his position battle again to Blaine Gabbert, nobody's going to want him. I mean, everybody else who could potentially need him, they're going to draft a quarterback. So... <laughs> I mean, just just a dumb move by a 49ers franchise that is quickly trying to turn that dominant three, four-year stretch into a bygone memory. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that to a point. I, I wonder, you know, if they didn't come to can we restructure this because nobody's going to pay you. If we cut you, nobody's going to pay you what you would have made here. So your best opportunity is to restructure, allow us to fill some more gaps and see if this – read option system will work for you. And I, and I get it, that, you know, it's a lot more to it, uh, Chip Kelly's offense. But he wants to, at the, at, the very, at the very least, he wants to run the ball to set up the, set up the pass. And people don't give Chip a lot of credit for that. They think he just wants to air it out and run as many plays as possible. He wants to run the ball. So when we know that Chip Kaepernick can run the ball, yeah, he, he wants Chip to run. Short, I mean, if you, not air it out like super short routes feet. that yeah. rely on the receiver for yards after catch. I mean, that's right. what I'm telling you. Like, if it was – Robert Griffin, I could understand to a degree, although I'm not quite sure if RG3's knee will ever quite be where it was. Um, no. It may. Time will tell if he can kind of learn to pass a little bit. But RG3 was a much better passer than Kaepernick. I mean, Kaepernick literally is a right-armed Mike Vick. I mean, just pure athlete, no quarterback talent at all. 
and he, he he just splashed onto the scene when teams didn't know who he was, and they figured, oh, he's a quarterback, he's going to try to throw. Um, you can't do that with teams anymore. And if you run him, he's going to get hurt, besides the fact that he's not a smart runner. I mean, he, he runs into sacks at a at just an astounding rate. I mean, he, he got sacked, I believe it was four times a game for the most part. Yeah. One and a half were but, caused by him. Yeah, the, the only thing, the reason why I said I would give him one shot at a reduced salary is that that San Francisco, the turmoil with uh, with Harbaugh and, and Balk in the front office was pure, was just toxic. And I think he regressed a good piece because of that. And then you saw Top Sola just didn't have a clue. I mean, he's just basically, you know, <laughs> the strength and conditioning coach running the team as a head coach. I mean, it was just an abomination what they had going to San Francisco. That's what I say. I may have given him a chance with somebody that can teach that system and teach him, you know, more quarterbacking than I think he was getting after that after that first splash season. I would have tried to add a reduced rate. But I would have come out and said before April 1st, unless you're trying to keep some kind of trade value for him, that we're going to have him on the team because I'm not trading for Kaepernick at that salary. You're going to have to cut oh. him, and I'm going to be able to have to get him on my own terms. I'm not giving him that kind of money. So, yeah, He's okay, nothing about him. Now. They're not going to be dumb enough for that. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's, 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 that's not happening. I was, I was surprised at that, too. For that money, no. If I had restructuring, maybe. Um, so, I'll for Kaepernick because I'm not a San Francisco fan anyway. Let him play. I hope they go 1-15. Um, <laughs> Treadwell, who I think we <laughs> – who we both agree, I think, is the best wide receiver in this class. Five is not going to run the combine. Um, I'm wondering, you know, if you know you're not there fully, you know, he's still coming off a horrific injury, and he looked good last year. But I wonder, for somebody that wasn't already fast, having that injury probably slowed him up some more. Do you think it's smart for him not to run the combine and put it all on his pro day? Or do you think he should just say, hey, look, look at the game film. I might catch some passes, but I'm not running the 40 at the combine or my pro day. I don't think it makes any difference. Uh, I think when you're at this point in the off season, uh, you're going to come down to two types of teams. There's going to be the teams that go for the numbers and the analytics, and these are the guys that draft based on athleticism and feel they can teach the more int- intricate parts of the games. These are teams like used to be the Raiders, uh, teams like the Browns, teams like the Falcons lately. Uh, and then you'll have teams that will look at the game film and say, what can he do on the field? These are teams like the Steelers and the Patriots. Um, the Chiefs are a great example of this. Teams like the Ravens. And the unifying theme here is these are teams that are always in the playoffs. Um, yep. He's not – teams are saying – or around the league, they're saying if he can run a 4-5 to solidify his stance. He's not going to run a 4-5. Um, even if he runs it no pads and a 4-5 on a pro day, it's not going to be the same game film. He's he's just not that fast. But you know what? Neither was Keenan Allen. You realize Keenan Allen got dropped to the second round because he ran a 4-6. Keenan Allen, who right now is one of the top 10 receivers in the NFL, maybe top 15. Uh, Brandon Marshall, another guy who's yep. never sniffed 4-5 in his life. Uh, mm-hmm. What has he done? Oh, I don't know. Only been one of the steadiest receivers in the league since he's come in. You know, there there's plenty of of – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Plenty of uh, of tape, I guess I'll say, that shows, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of examples of yeah, these guys yeah. with this type of skill that can just it go over me. the top. And you can't teach the type of intangibles that Treadwell has. He's right. stupid strong, runs super crisp routes. He wins the 50-50 balls great after the catch. He's a fantastic blocker. 
He keeps his nose clean, and he fights every play. I mean, what more do you want? Would it be awesome if he could run a 4-3? Yeah, but you know what? Then he'd be a top three pick. Do you know what? Take your Brandon Marshall and be happy. Yeah. And it's something to be said for game speed, you know, because some of these guys that run a 4-4-3-40, if you put the pads exactly. on and, you know, they're trying to run a route, they end up running a 4-7-5, right? So, you know, it, it, it translates to the same thing if he's running the same speed, but he has a, a better understanding of the game. Like you said, he's stronger than Ox. He runs great routes. Uh, every time you see him, I, I think the only one that really gave him fits was uh, Hargraves at Florida, but everybody else, he pretty he much still beat Hargraves. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean – I, I agree. I think that, you know, they call it the, part of it, the Olympics underwear. I think there's a a good thing for the combine. There are things there for the combine that are good for, like, the, uh, you know, the interview process to be able to do some of the measurables and get a look at the medical records. That's really those all I care I about. Are, those are the important things. I care about things, your interviews. You know, I care about yeah. your medicals. That's all I care about. Yeah. Right. I don't care how many and risks you, know, you throw up unless there. you're Peter Kahn's. If you're an offensive lineman, I care about your reps. Yeah, that's important. That's it. Yeah. I care about your 40 times. That's important. I, I kind of care about your agility drills a little bit, depending on your position. Not enough for me to take you off my draft board. Yeah, but I think everybody understands that, you know, the 40 with no pads on really doesn't translate to, to a whole exactly. lot. Exactly. It's just I mean, a straight line. Indication. Exactly. So, and, and you're not running any straight lines unless you have the greatest blocking of all time. How's that turn uh, out for Mike Wallace? And take again until it's the past year, um, if you want to be honest. Uh, maybe Chris Johnson, you know, he had, he had the one, two thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, exactly. So you you can go on and on about the speed merchants, uh, who aren't, who don't, who it doesn't translate to, you know, it doesn't do you no know, good to have a four by one team that can't catch the ball. I can't run the route. So who cares at the end of the day, if you're just basing off the 40 time. So I agree with that. I think he, I think it's a smart decision. I don't think he should even run it at, at the pro day. I think he should just work on showing them. I am the best route runner, have the best hands in the draft and let chips fall where they may, and somebody's going to get a great wide receiver while other people pass on him because he didn't run a 40 time. So, you Second know, they're lost. But who's the, who do you think is the best route runner? Over, better Marcus Robinson. Runner? Okay. I, 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 Robinson I'm going to go to Florida. Okay. I'm still going to go with Treadwell. So we just have to agree and disagree. Uh, speaking of Florida, <laughs> one of their original quarterbacks, uh, before he transferred because of, you know, the stealing and the whatnot. What Bill is Cam Greer, Newton doing? Driscoll. Yeah. What, 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 what's Cam Newton doing, man? I mean, we talked about this just for everybody. Uh. We talked about this before the show started, but in case, listeners, you haven't seen, uh, there's he videos out blood. there. Yeah, smoking when he sells a cigar, but anybody that knows, it's a blunt. It's a cigar and that it's a blunt. <laughs> if you see it, if you see the pictures he took afterwards, he looks Totally based. Cigarello and um, no cigar. Man, he they, yeah, and it, and it didn't have no tobacco in it because it don't have you looking like that at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he's got the the problems going on where you know he's got the ex stripper that he's wiped up and got her pregnant, and they've had they named the son chosen, which is another problem in itself. But you come to find <laughs> out that he's married to somebody else while he got her pregnant. Um, I, I need a random Cunningham or a Warren Moon. I need somebody to call this dude on the phone to say, hey, bro. What are you doing? Go sit down. If you want to do that, you know, it's stupid anyway because you're making too much money. Is it worth the risk to get a little high? No. But if you're going to do it, don't do it in the VIP section of the club. <laughs> and, you know, don't go get the side chick pregnant when you're still married. Like, he needs, you know, we talked about it. He needs the straight-laced dude. Need the lame dude, everybody says. 
He does. Not he's a fall a guy, necessarily. He needs he a Carlton. He needs somebody that's going to say, you know, that ain't right, man. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, he needs somebody that's going to make people mad. Like, he don't never want to have no fun. Yes, you need that one guy on your team that people feel like doesn't want to have fun because he's also the dude that's going to keep you out of jail and keep you employed. He <laughs> needs that guy. As Cat Williams would say, hang out with more white friends. Yeah, man, somebody, you know. Go get to <laughs> a little, little Asian dude from Georgia Tech, you know, somebody. That's going to be like, look, you are getting ready to blow $100 million. Let me look at, put this in your face. $100 million. What are you doing? You know, we, got, we, we went from during the Super Bowl run-up, was he going to be the future face, not of the Panthers, but of the league? Of the NFL. And now you, of the NFL. Now after this you have the messed up interview. Now you got the baby mama slash wife drama. Now, you know, you're hanging out with Jeezy and Future on the sideline. You smoke a blunt in VIP. I mean, this down was probably I did know, not see happening. This is a 6'5 monster, just a mountain of man just, just sitting there talking on one. You know, nobody's going to see you, right? And you're sitting out there in bright colored Versace's vest shirt or whatever that was that he had on at the club. Did you know I you know, see so- you? Yeah, exactly. You know, it wasn't like it was a black hoodie, you know, where you where you blend it in, where you just got like a sweater and a button down. Just kind of hunch the shoulders real quick. Man, he's got the, you know, the bad boy P. Diddy shiny suit, uh, Versace shirt on. Like, what, what are you, know you, you doing? Got that oh, my goodness. It sure wasn't the men's exactly. department. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what's wrong with him. He needs somebody. Uh, I, 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 anybody, somebody, please go help Cam because his, his mama needs to snatch him up by the ears. Needs to happen. Yes, yes. Somebody, his auntie, his grandma, somebody needs to let him know what you're doing. You can't be that mad about losing the Super Bowl. You just you just can't go downhill like that. Come on, bro, Cam. Come on. <laughs> okay. So, also to another piece that you talked about, and I and I wasn't really gonna uh, delve into it, but you know, Grok. In the in, in the Grok cruise and just the, the debauchery every day in the videos that's that's taking place on this cruise and everybody's like oh you know fantastic guy you know just Grok being Grok he's out there Gronking um, I I agree yeah. with you I think there's a little hypocrisy of that is that you know so if they, that little. was Cam Newton if that was Cam Newton it would not be oh that's just Cam being Cam it would be an outcry mamas be writing letters to the newspaper. It'd just be ridiculous. Uh, I, I just want to get your It's already on, you happened. Know. Yeah. You remember a couple of years ago where they wouldn't let Tony Romo have his fantasy football party because it was had it had gambling. Yeah. Go to this ship. You remember back in, I believe it was 02 or 03, the Minnesota Vikings with their party ship. Those players yep. got suspended for four games. Yeah. But this, this yeah, but, is, but they, oh, hey, they just They have football prostitution, though. Nobody can yeah, prove they, they have prostitution. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, they went, they went hard on that Minnesota shit. <laughs> they went hard. Whatever. I get your point, but they went hard. <laughs> Whatever. Point being, <laughs> Tony Romo could not have a fantasy football party because there would be gambling because it was in Vegas. This ship, the entire upper area was a casino. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Manziel, everybody talks about how horrible of a person he is, and he is, for going out drinking when Gronk just lives this lifestyle of, hey, while I'm rehabbing my injury, I'm going to get turnt. Soon as oh, the season yeah. ends, the turnt. I mean, <laughs> they're glorifying a man that reads on like a third grade level. I mean, 
the most amazing part of this entire story was that he actually put out a full 140-character tweet about it. And it actually had all 140 characters. Well, you know what it is? And I think, and I just thought about it, I think this is a lot of people in the media and the mainstream living vicariously through him. It's really what it comes down to. He's a big 6'5", 6'6", dude. He's chiseled. The chicks love him. You know, the dudes want to be his best friend because the chicks love him and he likes to go out and party and drink. I think people are just living vicariously through him, and they want to see what he's going to do next so they can feel like they're a part of it. And I think that's why he's getting this passage because they're wishing they could live that life. Because if you really think about it, he's not really getting in trouble. You know, he's not uh, – No, I mean – I I don't do the jokes and whatnot. He just is enjoying the status that being an NFL tight end and being that big and having the chicks love you and making that kind of money and having dudes want to have a drink with you. I, I really do think that. They just are living vicariously through him. Like, what is he going to do next? And, you know, I, he is I honestly, he is a 1980s movie bully. That is what he is. He is the karate kid bully. <laughs> he is just every bully you ever saw Twinkle in land. a 1980s movie personified in 2016. I mean, he is the definition of the meathead jock. That, that oh, guy yeah. that you all hated in high school, you're like, oh, man, come on. That is Gronk. The fact that we call him Gronk, that that should let you know. Right. But the thing about it is, though, is a lot of these people that are writing stories and not taking him to task on it are those dudes that wanted to be that me here in high school but couldn't be. So you know what I mean? So they, 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 they didn't necessarily hate that guy in high school. They resented him because they weren't him. And so now that he's doing this, they get to, you know, access to him and get to see him close to personal. They, I think they're giving him the pass. I really do. It's because, you know, it's like, what's he going to do next? Ooh, I can't wait to see. And they're just and they're living through that, through him. I, I mean, I don't think it's right, but I think that's that's what it is. And they can identify more with him than they can with, say, a Cam Newton. 700 people signed yeah. up for that cruise just yeah. to meet Gronk. They had 1,000 okay. people on that ship. 700 yeah. paid extra to be able to party with the Gronks. Oh, oh yeah, and plus they knew they were going to go down. I mean, you know the level of debauchery that happened on that shit. I mean, they no amount of, of Tinder and Reddit can do it any justice. The people got on that shit, one for him, too. Don't get me wrong, but they knew that it was going to be hot chicks on there, and they were going to get oh, drunk and turned. Yeah, yeah, that's all. There it is. That's all it is. So it, part of it was simple. They knew also that, oh, it's going to go down this shit, and I want to be a part of that because uh, he can't have them all, and I'll take whatever falls off. It's a I'm just going to take myself. Uh, you know that's what it was. But, you know, it, it's it, embarrassing. It, it is what it is. It, it, it is, and, you know, it, and it doesn't get highlighted enough, uh, the hypocrisy of it. But I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, it's good to look at both sides of the coin. Um, so let's move off the NFL. Did you see the Dante Fowler take? I'm sorry, I haven't yeah, brought yeah, that yeah, up yet. Yeah, yeah, have yeah. you seen the Dante Fowler video? I, 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 I did, and I forgot to put that in there. It slipped my mind. I mean, Come was on, that man. not the best thing club? ever? But you can't do I thought that. it was awesome. Can't, can't, can't everywhere. You can't what do that, What are you going to get him for? I mean, what are you going to suspend him for? Oh, no, he didn't break up a fight? Since when is that no, his you job? Can't. You know, Y'all want to act a fool, act a fool. I thought it was hilarious. But, you man, you, you haven't, he hasn't earned enough goodwill, and I don't think there's ever going to be enough goodwill for it. But when you, you're, you know, when you, the only take that we have on you is this outside of Florida is you blowing your leg out in minicamp. The next one is you getting in front of like, well, you're going to talk stuff about it? Well, then knock out. 
beat up. You know, that can't be the Round only one. film that we have Fight. on you. Right. And he would just sit back and watch. And then he got up and separated. And they, you know, I, 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 that, you know, part of it was hilarious. And part of it was like, come on, Dante, you can't, you know, you can't do that. It's the same with Ray Rice. There's cameras everywhere. That's going to You know, if he had put his hands and, on her and pulled her apart, she'd have filed him for that. No, but he would have been exonerated with the tape. But, but, but all the chicks that don't are matter. Now. But all, the, all the chicks are going to hate you now. I agree, but he's going to have a hard time with the women, period, now, because you've let these two chicks fight over you in the, was it in the elevator or something. But what guy like, hasn't <laughs> wanted that? Let's be honest. I say the chicks. I say the chicks are not going to like him. The guys are going to be like, yeah, that's boss right there, dude. That's boss. <laughs> let your baby mama fight your girlfriend. That's where you get it in. Just watch it. Yeah, we're not going to say anything. Now you're living it. my dream. But, that's living vicariously. <laughs> you didn't even have to start that. Are going to hate it. it all, the, all the female journalists, all the chicks around the they're, they're going to they're going to hate They'll it. They'll just flash a couple I mean, bills. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Then they'll yeah, remember yeah, he's yeah. a chiseled 6'3", 275-pound monster. Yeah, I mean, they're going to hate it from a, from from far away because they also don't want him to go get two <laughs> chicks to come find them. So, you know, they're going to say with so much to him. To the flip to put that out there. Man, that got down yeah, in that a hurry. Was, yeah, that was that was crazy. That that had been simmering. That isn't something that just showed up like this the first time that we ran into each other. Like, that had been simmering of, oh, this bee is talking stuff about me. Well, F this bee. I was like, waiting you know, for it to take the rings and the earrings off. Put a little Vaseline on the face to make sure, you know, <laughs> you don't get no cuts. They <laughs> <laughs> put my hair up, uh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was crazy. You know what's nuts is they are going to clown in the locker room. They're gonna clown. Oh, uh, I I wish I oh, could yeah. that part where they get them. Oh, it's gonna be that's gonna be the funniest part is when he gets in the locker room and how they react to it because you know how we are. And you get fifty dudes together and more than that, like eighty in training camp. They're going to clown. That's going to be hilarious. Um, and I think when he came out and said he's embarrassed, I think that's what he's most embarrassed about. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, because he knows it's going to be on and popping in training camp. It's going to be on and cracking. I mean, it, I, I can't wait. They're going to hit him with all them, you know, the Maury, and, you know, turns out that was a lie. Fight! You know, like this. Can we put the Jags on hard knocks? <laughs> oh, man, that happens. He's going to be ducking all the cameras. <laughs> I, I think I think that they would turn that. Well, are they one of the teams that's eligible for it? I didn't look at it because no you know they have idea. all the rules now of who's eligible for it. That might be good though. They might be eligible for it, and if you're eligible for it and they pick you, um, you can't turn it down. So that that might get them a hard knocks. That's a good point. I need to look into the rules and see if they're if they're eligible for it. Um, real fast before we get out of here, um, uh, we'll, we'll save some of the predictions for MLB for later because we don't have enough time. Uh, I want. I'll skip one because I want to throw this in your wheelhouse because I know how you hate <laughs> Toronto and the Sky Dome. Did you, Batista? Uh, really, thirty million a year for five years? You're already thirty-six. Really? Did he say that out loud? You see what I'm saying? Did he say that out loud, man? Well, I, well, no, 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 no. Apparently, he didn't say it. Somebody else in his camp said it. It wasn't him. That's. Yeah, but no. Told him. In I all mean, seriousness, all I would have said is Bryce Harper is going to get a four hundred to six hundred million dollar contract. I think I'm worth this. For you specifically, yeah, but, but you can't though because Bryce Harper's twenty three and he's putting up like Mickey Mantle <laughs> numbers. He's twenty three. You're talking You're about 36. a six hundred million dollar contract. 
Yeah, no, I think that's ridiculous. That was well, the two things I wanted to talk to you about the most because I think that's just that's just outlandish. You can never live up to a forty-two million dollars a season. Man, you would have to play, you know, the outfield and then come in and be the closer and the setup man. I mean, you can't justify six hundred million dollars. I'll play in North Korea for that money. <laughs> right, you know, I, I listen. I play. I'll play in Antarctica. Uh, with some shorts and a cutoff on for six hundred million dollars. I mean, come on, that's that. No, you you can't live up to it. Why would you put that kind of pressure on yourself? The minute you have, I'm gonna have to do you, figures you know, and figure out what that is a game. I mean, because that that's got to be over a hundred thousand dollars a game. Yeah, and the minute I mean, the fans aren't gonna let you go. They're not gonna give you a five day, no. you know, slide. Say you're a bust. I mean, you strike out twice in the same game, you're gonna get booed. On oh, a six hundred million dollar deal, why would you even do that to yourself? Like I, uh, I, that's crazy. You can't live uh, up to it. You you can't. There there can are not enough country. Yeah, he can not buy a country back. when his contract is done. Yeah, and it's not like he's going to be in California. So depending on where you play at, you know, if it goes to maybe New York, uh, it's going to high tax rate. But it's not California high, and DC is not that high. So I mean, he's going to keep a lot of that money. I mean. What are you asking for? That is more than half a billion dollars with a B. And that's not counting endorsements from Gatorade and Under Armour and Nike. You're talking about he's going to be a billionaire before he's done. No, agreed. But if I'm a team, how do you feel like you get your ROI on back on that? So you're going to have to bat about 400 and drive in 107 RBIs and Seriously. hit 50 home runs. I mean, how do you say that you got your and money? Steal 40 on top of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you cannot get your bank for your buck on a $600 million deal. He, it's just not possible unless he becomes a robot. I mean, I, I hope the Yankees so, do it so bad. They will never live it down. Yeah. Yeah, but they've been more fiscally responsible here lately, so I don't know if they're saving up for him. Or they're not they being fiscally that, responsible. You know, they've just had all of their horrible contracts finally bite them. Yeah, but, you know, before that is time. Oh, no, I hope, the Dodgers get him. I hope the Dodgers I, do it. But I don't know if I would do that, though, if I was him. Only because, I mean, with the California tax rate, you're only going to see half that. I don't I mean, care. I just want the Dodgers to do it. They can chill out $600 million and still not win the championship. They'll have a billion-dollar <laughs> payroll, and they still won't win. It'll be awesome. Yeah, think agree, about that. He's going to be making more than two in a, two major league teams combined. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's just sick, bro. <laughs> that's a sick number. Nobody's worth that. Um, before uh, Ms. Wong's talk lady cuts us off, um, I, I, you know, Dylan gave me uh, a Facebook link uh, to Snoop narrating some some squirrel activity. Oh, I uh, hope you guys are ready to Jimmy laugh. Kimmel. It's quite hilarious, and I wish we could give you the visual for it as well. So we're going to let this end the show. Uh, so as always, bro, it was a good time talking sports with you. We're going to get back to you next week at the same time, uh, do some NFL combine, and I really do want to get into some predictions uh, for the MLB season coming up since we're getting into uh, spring training here shortly. So, Good night, everybody. Talk to you soon, Dylan. Hopefully you feel better, and I'm going to let Snoop take us out. Oh, please, everybody, I hope you are ready to laugh. Make sure you find this on YouTube after this. You will not regret it. <laughs> yes, you need to see the visuals go with it. Okay, we have a baby. Is that a fox?
I don't know what he is, but he in the tree. Damn, he way up in That's a squirrel. Is he trying to get a nut? Get your nut on. Now he running up the tree. Now he finna really get his nut on. Okay, let's see what he doing now. She like, where your nuts at? I mean, that's a, uh, is that a squirrel eater? What eat squirrels? What is that animal called? Because they over there having sex games. And, oh, he didn't school fast. Dude, look at him. He AK-47. Quick draw him grown. Oh, wow, that's going to be scandalous. Is he going in their house to get their babies? What's going on? Oh, cause that's sad, man. If they didn't went in and stole the baby while they was all screwing. Wow, that just goes to show that you can't leave your babies at home unprotected while you're having unprotected sex. Wise words, dude. Wise words. Oh, that, yeah. And Cam, I hope you're listening. Listen to that, bro. It applies to you. Be cool. All right, bro. Before she kicks us out, man. Always a pleasure talking sports. Later, we'll be in homie. touch. Talk to you Next week. <laughs>